This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. Hey, this is John Fuller, and before we start today's broadcast, let me tell you that we have another Focus on the Family program airing today called Adding Some Spice to Your Marriage, featuring the humor and insights of Pastor Ted Cunningham. And you can learn more about this program and how you can listen at focusonthefamily.ca. When you look at me, what do you see? Uh, is this a trap? It sounds like a trap. Just answer the question. Uh, well, you're very pretty, a nice smile, love your dress, you've got a great personality? This isn't for an online profile, I want the truth. Honey, I think you're perfect, just the way you are. Wait, come back, what did I say? Well, maybe you've had a conversation like that with your spouse. Uh, can there be anything more awkward than asking someone what they really think and seeing you? Well, today on Focus on the Family, we're going to be exploring how to bring more transparency and authenticity into your marriage. And your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly. I'm John Fuller. And John, this topic sometimes is daunting to me personally, but I think men in general, you know, trying to open up with your feelings and even use that terminology we turn off because it's hard to do. It doesn't come naturally. I think you look at the brain chemistry of it. You know, men aren't quite wired the same way as women are. Women are, they've got twice the connections between the two hemispheres of the brain. They're constantly thinking about things and their feelings. But for us, it can be like, wow, what a waste of time. (laughs) You know, you really want to go to the feelings of things. And so for the guys listening, hang with us. Uh, We understand your pain. And for the women listening, uh, we are going to talk about how perhaps Uh, your man can get a little more in touch emotionally with you. And we're going to give you some great ideas, both of you, to really improve your marriage today. Yeah, and this works both ways. I think uh, for husbands like you and me and for wives as well, it's a struggle at times to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when we go out on a limb and it doesn't go so well, we feel invalidated or uh, distant and disconnected. That happened. (laughs) I was going to say, are you talking from experience here? (laughs) Just last night we had a little (laughs) argument. Better you than uh, me. Go ahead. And it's icy cold (laughs) in the bedroom emotionally, and I'm reading the prep for this broadcast interview, and it just felt a little awkward, but that's life. What's funny is the title of the book, See Through Marriage. So you're laying in bed last night reading See Through Marriage, and you and Dina are having There's a little There's a thick veil of darkness in our relationship <laughs> Did it get resolved of is course, the question. People always. are going to be wondering. Not always right away, but always gets resolved. Well, that is super vulnerable. Thank you, John. We'll explore that more in Off the next air. half hour. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you haven't already figured it out, uh, this is obviously a common issue in marriages. Uh, we have two wonderful Wonderful guests today, Ryan and Selena Frederick. They are authors, speakers, and podcast hosts. They started FierceMarriage.com in 2013 after they felt God calling them to openly share their own marital struggles with others, which let me just say, and I appreciate what you just said, John, that's where people connect. I mean, people are not perfect if you haven't figured that out, not particularly maybe Christian leadership 
um, we're as vulnerable as everybody else. Mm-hmm. And when we put that facade forward that somehow we're perfect, it's wrong. Um, Ryan and Selena, let me say welcome back to Focus. Oh, hey. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Oh, it's yeah. great. Glad yeah. to be here. And I should note that uh, the Fredericks have written a number of books, and the one we're really zeroing in on today is called See Through Marriage, Experiencing the Freedom and Joy of Being Fully Known and Fully Loved. And you can get your copy at focusonthefamily.ca. Well, let's get right into it. Um, describe what transparency is supposed to look like, and then explain why you say it's both our greatest desire and our greatest fear. I can relate to the fear part. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's a big, big topic, big question. I think uh, it's tricky. It's not easy to nail down. That's one of the reasons why we wrote this book is because people want this level of being known and they want this level of feeling loved because they feel fully known. And so what does that actually look like in marriage and in biblical relationship, I think we see a picture of that. Uh, the passage that we kind of focus on is in First John uh, chapter 1. Uh, we walk in the light as he is in the light so that we can have two things, fellowship with one another and being cleansed from unrighteousness. So what does it mean to have a transparent marriage? I think it's just being, uh, not hiding anything. And that's Easier said than done. Yeah, I was going to say one of the challenges sometimes in counseling, you know, they will coach you to not necessarily share everything. You know, when I was 15, I did this. Or when I was 18, Hmm. I did that. Yeah. Is there room for, uh, you know, being wise there and not being silly about experience? Yeah, I think we look at the end purpose of transparency, right? It's not just to share all of our dirty laundry and rehash some crime right. scenes, things that we've you know experienced in our marriage or outside of our marriage. But really the purpose is to say, this is an experience I, I had and it might be contributing to the struggles that we're having. Oh, so it has context. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you compare our transparency to a stained glass window. In fact, your book cover is awesome. I mean, it's got holes punched through it and it <laughs> looks like a stained glass window. Yes. And in fact, Jean commented on it, how much she liked it. So that's you awesome. connected yeah. just with the book cover. <laughs> awesome. But what were you getting at there that our, our transparency is like a stained glass window? Yeah, so Selena spoke to the context, the end in mind, which is to what, as Christians, what is our purpose, right? To glorify God, and as John Piper would say, enjoy him forever, right? Mm -hmm. That sort of thing. And so stained glass is the picture we kind of zeroed in on in that we're imperfect shards of glass. We're different shades, different colors. actually came from an experience we had when we got engaged at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just so beautiful, and I I remember thinking about that and just being in awe of how wonderful this intricate design was. And then as we were writing this book, I was thinking... I was thinking. Selena was we thinking. We argued about it. <laughs> we argued. I was Get like, no, I'm pretty sure this was my due. idea. <laughs> this is, we constantly have this. Uh, <laughs> Good for you, Selena. <laughs> but the, what made it beautiful was the light, right? And, and so our role is really to be, uh, I guess, vessels of the light, right? In, in the Gospel of John, that's what John the Baptist said, is I'm not the light, but I'm here to tell you about the one who is the light, mm-hmm. right? And one of the first verses there, the light has shone in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, right? That's Jesus, and that's our role. That's why transparency is important. So how did that idea come to you? This is your moment. I'm giving it to you, oh, Selena. Yes. Finally. <laughs> All right, here it comes. Finally here. Um, no, I just, when we're talking about being see-through and being transparent and knowing I guess knowing ourselves, seeing ourselves rightly, right, through the lens of the gospel. And so when I am when I can see who I am, see the flaws that are inside of me, know that those are there for a purpose. They're not just there to hurt the people around me, huh. to live in darkness and shame and isolation, but they're there 
because God has allowed them and they add beauty and they add purpose when he, only when he is shown through that. So not only is he through the gospel calling us out of the darkness, but he's calling us into the light, right? So there's Where things two. are seen. Absolutely. You know, but here's the problem. We as human beings, maybe because of that sin nature that we have, mm-hmm. we don't like that. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we do hide and we do pull back from being exposed. Yeah. And I guess, let me ask a two-part question. You yeah. guys go for it. A, why do we do that? Um, as rational people, and maybe the, the answer's right there because we're not rational people, <laughs> but we see that covering up is in the short run a better move than being transparent. And I think you even look at yeah. Adam and Eve in that regard, yeah. right? Yeah. We're uh, just like them, right? When they sinned, they what did they do? They ran and hid. They felt naked and ashamed, whereas they had been naked and unashamed previous to the fall. And then God's, you know, walking through the cool of the, we all know the story, or at least probably know the story. <laughs> and he says, where are you? Well, that's God basically saying, like, come clean on the, tell me, recognize what happened here. Yes. And I think, uh, anyway, our tendency is to do that. I love this quote. I can't remember ex- verbatim, but Jared Wilson wrote this. And it's, uh, he said, Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden, they ran and hid behind the trees. And he says, I think they're onto something. Now, today we have a tree we can run and hide behind, and that tree is the cross of Christ. And so mm-hmm. I think... Huh. To fight that tendency is to admit the authority and the truth of the gospel and to really pin your identity on that and to trust that. And I think that's the fight of the Christian life in marriage and parenting and just living is to constantly believe, repent and believe the gospel more fully so that I can actually live in full light of it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important in marriage because we see marriage as an avenue for this this sanctification mm-hmm. to continue happening, and that's what the book's really all about. Yeah. In fact, Ryan, uh, two years ago or so, you, you had uh, you know some painful experiences, your memories yep. of your family. Describe yep. what happened there so people can latch on to this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, God had been kind of softening my heart to this thing, and it took months probably for me to get to the point that I'm going to explain here, but basically I had been remembering things from my childhood, like 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, around there, that really just made me feel a lot of shame. Uh, and the details aren't honestly that important, because I think everybody has something in there that's like, it's just kind of squished yeah, down. Yeah, fill in the noun, right? Mm-hmm. whatever it is. And I was just like, yeah, that's not relevant to our marriage. I'm just, I just thought of it for whatever reason, but I don't need to deal with it. So I kept kind of pushing it down, but the Holy Spirit would not let that remain, right? And so I was in church one morning, and we were doing communion, and huh. I was just, and it was wow. just like... I just felt this clear as day. You need to just be transparent in this. You are writing a book on this, <laughs> right? And you try to live this. And so anyway. In That's the called car, conviction. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so inconvenient. Right? <laughs> we don't like yeah, that either. No, it's terrible. And so on the way home from church, uh, I just said, hey, I got to talk to you about, it was actually during communion. I said this, I said, I need to tell you something just, just so you know, like it's, from a long time ago, but I just need to let be known in this way. And so you're kind of, Selena's kind of like on pins and needles, right? right. Like we didn't really talk a lot going home. We went out to lunch with the kids. They had, by God's grace, they all fell asleep in the car. And so we had this private moment and I could just say, hey, this is, and just put it all out there. And, uh, but your reaction, I thought you were going to just reject me and just like basically throw it in my face and, and make me feel more shame. And I was going out on a limb and instead she says, hey, that just helps me love you more. By the way, here's how I can be vulnerable. And now you start, she starts sharing all these things that she had kind of been feeling the same level of conviction on. And then, you know, an hour later, we felt closer than ever. Yeah. And I think as a spouse, it kind of, it still kind of grieves me to hear that, you know, my husband thinks that this is the way I'll respond. Not that he doesn't. I think it has very little to do with you. Exactly. I mean, it's our fear. It's the fear that we create that Mm -hmm. if I am transparent, I'm going to get crushed. Right. Because it's not healthy, yeah. it's not right, right? Right. 
and that how does a couple you know how do they have their moment like you were there at communion that's pretty profound yeah how do you begin to set that up with one Mm. another (laughs) honey i want to tell you something that's gonna really be hard to hear I'm a big fan of queuing it up and saying, hey, we need we need margin to talk about this. Let's set a time. Let's set a, a place. Let's make sure we have an hour because I want to talk to you about an important thing. I think mm-hmm. I come more prepared. Selena comes more prepared. Kids are asleep or yeah. babies, whatever that thing is. And we can actually, instead of just throwing it out there and having it be a can of Yeah, worms. this can work both ways again. So I, I don't mean to put the shoe yeah. on mm-hmm. one foot. But, Selena, I do. You're representing all females here. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, in that regard, how does a woman who's, you know, kind of in a good place, she's healthy spiritually, healthy emotionally, she's got some concerns for her husband's inability to be transparent Mm. emotionally, how if that moment comes and he's going to tell you something, how do you react in such a way that allows you to have continued transparency and you don't... really step on his oxygen hose. Right, yeah. I mean, that's got to be hard, too, especially if it's tough mm-hmm. news. Uh, yeah. You know, a previous relationship before you got married, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ha- what coaching do you have for the wife particularly to say, bite your tongue? Yes. And how do you respond if it's not a positive thing? Oh, the Lord is so faithful. I think the Holy Spirit is so faithful to show up in your own heart and in your own life. And um, knowing how much God's grace is extended to me, uh, mm-hmm. I therefore can see how delicate of a situation this is, and my response is so important at that moment. If I mm. clamp down that oxygen hose, it's going to kill. It's just going to kill him. And I remember, I vividly remember one of our first really hard conversations as a kind of probably three, four years into our marriage of you know, talking about certain addictions or something, and he had shared with me, and I was, I felt that. I was like, God has given me this position of either helping my husband, really helping and stepping into that role Mm. or really cutting him off and allowing sin and brokenness to just take over. And I felt like the Holy Spirit was just saying, just love him, just extend grace. By extending grace, you are not permitting, you're not allowing, you're not saying this is okay. What you're saying is, I have grace for you. I have forgiveness for you. This is what I've experienced in Christ. Let's do this together. Let's walk in this together because he's not alone. We are one. So whatever his um, struggles might be, those are mine as well. So who am I to lord anything over anyone? Um, So I can then come alongside and it's a joyous role, honestly, to step into, to be able to really, I think, help and love Mm. your husband, your man, you know, that way. It's healthy. It sounds good. And that's the call of marriage, isn't it? To carry each other's burdens in a way that nobody else really can. Yes. So our guests today on Focus on the Family are Ryan and Selena Frederick, and they've written a great book, See Through Marriage, Experiencing the Freedom and Joy of Being Fully Known and Fully Loved. And I will encourage you to get a copy when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. Are you a pastor or ministry leader? Are your everyday ministry responsibilities taking a toll in your life? It's time to let God minister to you. Come away with your spouse and be quiet before God. Focus on the Family Canada has designed a seven-day retreat for couples in ministry. Come visit us at Kareth Retreats, a quiet place to receive from God and deepen your connection to Him, your spouse, and your calling. Find rest, find renewal, find reconnection with God. Find out more at karethretreats.ca. 
Focus on the Family Canada's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program is a proven program designed to save couples from the brink of divorce. For over 15 years, Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped more than 4,500 couples, and over 80% of those surveyed are still together two years after attending. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis in their marriage, please call Focus on the Family Canada today at 1-833-999-HOPE or visit hoperestoredcanada.ca to find out more. What if everything you thought you knew about the epic battle between Dr. Regis Blackard and John Avery Whitaker was just the tip of the iceberg? What if there's much more to the story than anyone ever realized? And what if Blackard and Whitaker knew it all along? The Blackard Chronicles from Focus on the Family Publishing, based on the hit audio drama series Adventures in Odyssey. Book one available now at shop.focusonthefamily.ca. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Uh, let's move to another area uh, in your book, uh, See Through Marriage. You referred to a financial study of 2,000 Americans mm-hmm. that revealed some fascinating things about our hidden selves. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the study said we're like superheroes in reverse. <laughs> okay, explain <laughs> that to me. Yeah, uh, it's such a weird concept to me, but uh, basically, the zeitgeist, right, or what people do online is so different from their real lives. And I think of oh, a superhero, right, yeah. where a superhero has a, a secret identity. And that secret identity is uh, their common man, right? And then the superhero is the one that everybody knows about. And then they live their regular life. Well, the superheroes in reverse is that their their everyday life is too mundane for them to share with anyone else. They're embarrassed and by so it. And so they're embarrassed by it. Huh. So they put on this facade online. And so one of the things of the study that we revealed is people would were putting on this front of being financially successful, right? And this is a big study, thousands of people. And then over half of them were crying. Had, had been like They had noted crying in private uh, in the past like month or in the past week. About because, their About money. Wow. Yeah. And so what that revealed is this tendency that social media does kind of uh, breed in us, or I guess it exploits in us, is to put on the facade of what we think is valuable or important or worthwhile, and uh, and then we are living these private lives that are completely hidden, and I, that obviously bleeds over into our marriages as well. Mm-hmm. Selena, in that vein, let me ask you about again, particularly women who um, struggle portraying their homes or their kids in the perfect way. They get embarrassed about something. You refer to it in the book as a beautiful mess. So what does a beautiful mess look like? And emotionally, what does that speak to a wife and a mom's heart? Yeah. Um, there's been a theme, I think, in the past, I'd say, what, five to eight years of that beautiful mess era of, oh, look at me. I'm just kind of holding it together, falling apart, all these you know, pictures of either perfection or total mess, right? There's no in-between. And I think that I think the tide is shifting a little bit, at least it has in my own heart, of saying there can be mess, but there can be beauty, but it doesn't have to be either or. And I think the transparency aspect of this emotionally, like I, you just have to slow down. You can't do it all. And you have to admit mm-hmm. that. And us trying to take on those roles of doing all the things, keeping all the house clean and all of the, what are the, the words that are going through your head? What's the script that you're hearing and listening to? Is it one from the Lord? Because I don't remember him saying that you had to do all these things to be, or is it one that you're putting on yourself or one that's being 
you've been on social media too much and you're mm. hearing this script of lies of this is how everybody right. lives. They have super clean houses. They have 20 children, super clean houses, <laughs> home educate, do all the things. It's perfect. And again, that's a lie. It's a facade. And so... Yeah. And the beautiful mess piece felt like kind of an excuse to sit and be transparent without the the context of why transparency is right. biblically important. Kind of stopping halfway through on that Not journey. just to be transparent and honest because, yeah. hey, who doesn't love watching, you know, kind of a beautiful mess unfold before <laughs> them? No, the, the point is to be sanctified, to move past it, to move right. past the sin, to move mm. past the dysfunction, to move into holiness and, and flourishing. I mean, that's the first John verse, right? Right, exactly right. Yeah. Yet, Selena, you write about isolation in marriage where we're tempted to keep problems hidden from our spouse. Mm-hmm. I think everybody can relate to that. Sure. It just sounds like a lot of work. I mean, if I <laughs> say that, I mean, man, we're going to be talking about it for months to come. <laughs> Um, but the irony is it does, that's the very thing that develops that intimacy that strengthens us. So it's a weird contradiction. Um, but you know, the obvious question is what's wrong with the silent approach? I mean, is it really worth it? Is the payoff of intimacy worth sharing my deepest thoughts? Yes, absolutely. I, that's my conversation in my head all the time. Do I really need to bring this up? Because I feel like things are, they're good. They're all right. They're fine. And the Holy Spirit is so good and faithful, right, to lead us, again, back into the light. The only, we so desperately, like you said, want that intimacy with our spouse. We want to be known. We want to be loved. But the only way to experience that and to engage in that is to be transparent, is to share those hard and dark places. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes me uh, think of something else you mentioned in the book about being generous in your communication. And you know, that's always a good thing, especially as believers in Christ. We don't always attain that, but we aim for that. So what does generosity in communication look like? Yeah, um, it's really tough. I think if we're in a good spot in our marriage, um, we can listen to each other more generously, more charitably in that I can hear past her words. I can hear what she's actually meaning to say and the heart behind what she's trying to say. And then one of the, speaking of young Ryan, early married Ryan, (laughs) Terrible habit I had was trying was uh, using words, arguments to kind of belittle mm-hmm. my wife, which is an insidious manipulation thing that so many men do, and I've repented of it and hopefully we've grown out of it. But I actually, instead of throwing her own and arguing her into a smaller place, I can actually say, I think what you're trying to say is. <laughs> or another thing, if you're like, that sounds too hard. I don't know how to read into the past that. Well, if you don't know, just ask questions. Asking questions is such a great way to understand where your spouse is coming from. Um, and obviously you can ask questions being in a care- way that Well, would, you know. I know, but being careful of your tone and just, yeah. you know, saying, yeah. I'm trying to understand you lovingly. Like, I want to help. How can, <laughs> here's my questions. <laughs> I can relate to that, but my, my issue is more like finishing sentences. <laughs> Because I'm going, okay, let's go, let's go. Yeah. So that's probably not a good idea, right, Selena? (laughs) Just from a woman, you know, the coaching you can give me there. Don't finish your wife's sentences. Gene's pretty good with that I. Like, can you just let me tell you what I'm thinking rather than you tell me what I'm thinking? (laughs) Yeah. We had one of those the other day where we were on a walk and you just kind of went off for like 20 minutes. It wasn't at me. It was about other things. And I just, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, just listening, (laughs) trying to articulate back. And I think you felt very loved after that and like you had been heard and... And then you wanted to hold my hand the rest of the walk, like really connected. And well, so. I mean, that's the that's the thing, yeah. right? Yes. If men really understood this, that intimacy emotionally that you create, it benefits the entire relationship. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so many wives are desperate for that. You do uh, relate marriage to cooking. And, of course, I've got to get in and figure out, okay, how does that work and the ingredients? <laughs> but what was your point in that example yeah. of how marriage is like cooking? Yeah, so this is a long story. I'll try to make it short. But basically, we got into this – I got into this new cooking method called sous vide, 
which is basically you you put meat in a bag and you put it in hot water and it cooks at a precise temperature. It's this tool. It's a tool the that you put into a, a pot. And, you, and Anyway, it's really easy to work with. And then what I love about it is it removes all the variables, right? You're not having to worry about oven temp or like having it on a barbecue and it gets burned. It, it's very predictable. Very controlled, yeah. And so communication... That sounds complicated. It's actually really easy. Okay. I, I'll show you sometime. It's the right tool. It's yes. the right tool. I'm thinking yeah. brats. Let's yeah. just have brats. <laughs> but, uh, and so the point in the book was that by removing all these different variables, we can actually focus on what matters. And that's the meat of the conversation. So for communication, that would be uh, timing. You know, is this a good time? Are, are, are we both tired and hungry or whatever that is? Or are we at the in-laws house? It's not a good time to have this fight. Are the kids crying in the back seat? right? Is that a good time to have the fight? You know, you got to remove those variables so you can actually get down uh, to the meat of the conversation. No, yeah, that's good. So, I think a good place to end today is the example of what a couple did for you. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was an older couple i don't know but you were kind of in a bad place and Mm. they must have observed it or heard something Mm. that was said and then they engaged with you Mm -hmm. i think you know for those of us that are doing okay and might be able to do that this is a great opportunity Mm. to become a mentor in fact we want to encourage people to mentor look at your neighborhood Mm -hmm. look at your church Mm -hmm. and if you know you're a seasoned married couple and you've been through (laughs) some things and know some things it's a great thing to do but what happened in your case so this was actually um, in the section of the book that talks about uh, see-through community, see-through friendships. And so we talked about one-on-one friendship, but then we talked Whew, about community. That can be dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about Christian community, specifically with other Christians, not just good friends. Like we can have Christ- friends who aren't Christians, but Christian community is meant to fill a specific role in the life of a Christian. And for us, this was a couple that they're actually younger than us oh, wow. by about three, four years. And we had been having, I don't know, a, a rough month, ongoing, I'll say, yeah. an ongoing kind of, and they, we didn't even bring it to them, but they, they saw it and they said, Hey, you guys want to come over for lunch after church or whatever? And we were like, sure. Total sabotage, right? Like they said, no, they were really kind in it. And they sat us down and said, Hey, we're seeing this in you guys. Do you mind? Can we talk about it? And they wow. were just, they were, I think it was a light bulb moment for us because yeah. we realized without them, without Christian community, we would have never seen this. We would have never, I would have never been humbled specifically. Ryan, I was humbled to see. Or her in a it would have way. taken longer. That's true. true. That's yeah. probably more accurate. Yeah. Did you welcome that um, yeah. intervention? Scene? Yeah, I mean, they laid it out, saying, you know, sometimes it's easier to go and eat with someone and talk about something because you are more reserved and conscious of how you speak to your spouse and what yes. you're going <laughs> to reveal about the problems and conflicts mm. you're dealing with. So. Yeah. Yes, I was very grateful for that intervention, very mm-hmm. grateful for that involvement. Well, and it's a good reminder of how critical relationships mm-hmm. are yeah. beyond your marriage. I mean, that is the number one relationship beyond your relationship mm-hmm. with God yeah. is your mm-hmm. relationship with your spouse. And you've done a wonderful job in see-through marriage. You could put any word in there, right? See-through friendship. <laughs> right. Uh, it does right. fit mm-hmm. in how do you become more transparent, more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, how God uses that to strengthen the mm-hmm. tether yeah. Between you. That's mm. the irony. And uh, we all need to trust more in God's mm. approach that way. And the fact that as we share that, particularly mm. yeah. with our spouse, how it strengthens our relationship. Mm. And, you know, I'll speak to the guys. You, you got to open up. Mm. You've got to do this because your wife in your spiritual leadership, it, it really sets the tone. And I can tell you, I don't always do a good job of that. I'm trying, and I'm trying to be mindful of it. But you have to think about it and don't shrug it off. Yeah. And this is a great book to begin that dialogue. If you've not been in that place in your relationship, see-through marriage 
is a great tool for you, and we want to make it available to you. And be sure to order the Frederick's wonderful book directly from Focus on the Family Canada, because when you do, all those proceeds go right back into strengthening families, helping save a baby's life. Uh, I don't think online stores are doing that with the resources. So uh, do consider getting a copy of the book through Focus on the Family Canada. Yeah, donate and get your copy of See Through Marriage when you call 800, the letter A in the word family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. And we also have a free marriage assessment. I think well over a million people have taken this now. It's uh, very quick. It gives you an overview of what's working well in your marriage and uh, maybe an area or two that you can uh, really work on. Uh, And again, this assessment is free and the link is on our broadcast page. Uh, Ryan and Selena, great conversation. And again, I so appreciate your transparency that helps the rest of us become more transparent. Thanks thanks for being with us. Thanks for having us. And on behalf of Jim Daly and the rest of the team here, thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.